Who sings that? Do you remember? It's um, Hollow Notes, right? Maybe. Man Eater. Yep. And then um, that one lady, I'm like a bird in all the flowers. <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> I think we're talking about two different things. <laughs> also, that's Nelly Furtado. Yes. <laughs> she sings something about being a man eater. And then doesn't Kesha have a cannibal song? Does she? We are talking about this because of <laughs> Army Hammer. Have you guys? If you all weren't aware. By the time this episode comes out, we might even know more about him. Yeah. Like, I had to fill Carrie in this morning. So he's that famous actor. And apparently he's the heir to, like, an oil fortune, which I don't even know. I also don't think he's that famous of an actor. But he's the only reason he's gotten on my radar lately <laughs> is because the only reason we ever know people for <laughs> because there's all these apparent screenshots of DMs that he has sent women where he talks about <laughs> cannibalism. Like he wants to eat. Like he I wants want to, to barbecue them. Barbecue your rib. Like what sort of? Can you imagine what? as a flirty? <laughs> like oh, maybe. Am I at McDonald's? I'd like a McRib, please. <laughs> well, it's just like you're so hot. I want you so much. I want. To barbecue. I want to saute your toes. <laughs> so disturbing. What? And part of me, when I... I think I first heard those stories, like, a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I thought, there's huh? no way that's real. Like, if huh? you're a famous person... Why do you put that out there? Yeah. Would you put that in text form where it can be screenshot? Like, are you new here? What yeah. kind of idiot are right. you? But uh, apparently that is real. That is yeah. a real thing. They have interviewed, like other like his ex-wife and actresses and and they're like oh yeah like he referred to like yeah that that's what that's like his weird kink which look okay you we're not we don't kink kink shame but like come on that's cannibalism barbecue people (laughs) like what's happening and then so over this past weekend which today is february 10th so over this past weekend his management company and his agent dropped him very suddenly which is odd and surprising considering that he is a pretty successful yeah. actor. And the uh, the story that I, there's apparently some big expose that's about to drop on him. But everybody's speculating now about what must be in there for him to have been dropped so suddenly. And there's like two big movie projects he was involved in. And there were like... That he... That they basically asked him to leave. Yeah. Like... So what? Hmm. And there's talk that it could be that he's a serial killer. And a cannibal. Of course there's that talk. Of course there is. But yes. I'm so just like, oh my God, what a freaking story. So we are trying to stay on top of this, guy, so we can update you. You better believe I'll be all over Instagram just just shocked with, with Wait all for of those you, lives. If that <laughs> but also, I mean, he's like super, super, super rich. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe no story will break. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. I didn't know he was that rich. I don't know. I guess I just thought he was an actor. But I feel like regardless of how rich you are, if you're eating people. (laughs) (laughs) If your salad doesn't have salmon on it, it has phalanges. I think that we have a problem. Phalanges? I think that we have a problem. But also, look how long Harvey Weinstein got away with all his bullshit. So very true. Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. They were rich and they were powerful. But, yeah. I mean, Army Hammer is not. Okay. Let's no, not. he's n- No. I just don't know what sort of oil fortune. I don't know what that means. Right. Oh, hey, this is the Witch's Magic, <laughs> <laughs> Witch's Magic Murder Mystery Podcast. And I'm Kara. I'm Megan. 
Yeah, that's what's going on. That's here. That's top, not what our top of the top of the morning to you. But that's not exactly what the podcast is about today. No, no, this is our Valentine's Day episode. Yeah, we're still going to talk about murder. We're doing a double episode today in honor of Valentine's Day. We love doing these on holidays. Yeah. yeah. So I've got a story, and then Kara has a story. Yep. I. As soon as I finished writing the story up, I was like, I absolutely cannot wait to oh, tell yeah. Kara. Yeah, Megan was messaging me being like, I am so excited to tell you this story, and oh. I'm not going to tell you what it is so you don't Google it. It's <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. All right. Are we Here ready? We All right. go so buckle this up. This is the Valentine, Valentine's <laughs> Day murder of Denise Luthold. Luthold? Could be Luthold, but we're going with Luthold. I like it. All right. Um, this happened February 14th, 2013. Oh, not long ago. Um, at around 3.15 p.m. on February 14th of 2013, was Nathan... Was this on Valentine's Day? This was on what? Valentine's Day. <laughs> Nathan Luthold made a call to 911 to report a break-in at the home that he, his wife Denise, and his three kids shared with his in-laws in Peoria, Illinois. Okay. He said that he had received a phone call from his kid's daycare saying that his wife had not come to pick up their child yet and she wasn't answering her phone or texts. So he decided instead of going straight to pick up his kid, he would swing by the house first to make sure that his wife was okay. Yeah. All that makes sense to me. Right. Sure. When he got there, the garage door was open and there was broken glass on the ground. Oh. So he sees... That much. Uh-huh. The garage door is open. There's broken glass on the ground. And he immediately calls 911 at that point. Okay. To report a break-in. He never entered the home. Okay. To see if his wife was inside even or if she was okay. Oh. Like, doesn't it seem weird that the whole reason he said he stopped by the house to was check to on check her. on her. Gets there, sees obviously something's wrong, but doesn't. Doesn't want to Because my on first. Her? I mean, I would go in and be like. I'm about to hurt somebody. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> Questionable. So he didn't he didn't check on his wife, even though apparently the whole reason that was that he was gonna check on his wife. Yeah. And then he finds out something's wrong and he doesn't care. So yeah. he just stops there at the he doesn't go in. So when the nine one one operator asks like what's happening, he she said that or or he, it could be I don't know who did not want to say they said um that the that Nathan stuttered while he was like trying to figure out what to say. Oh. The police arrive and enter the home, and they find Denise dead from a gunshot wound to the head. Hmm. So, when the first officer arrived to search the house, Nathan stayed outside and stood across the street. What? The officer entered, found Denise dead inside, and when he came back outside, he got a bulletproof shield out of his car and waited for backup with his gun drawn, and Nathan never asked any questions. What? Not, oh my gosh, is my wife in there? Yeah. Why did, did you find anything? Is everything okay? Why do you have your gun drawn? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. What? Because at this point, Nathan still doesn't know where his wife is. But he's just lurking across the street, staring at them. I mean, the story is his wife is not responding to texts or anything. Yeah. Now you've called the police. Wouldn't you be like, what's, I mean. Yeah. Did you find her? Is everything okay? (sighs) So when this went to trial. (laughs) The officer also said that what he found inside didn't look like a burglary. The electronics in the family room weren't missing and the kitchen drawers were placed. Oh my God. (laughs) Not dumped on the floor. Like (laughs) they were set on the floor. Yeah. That is a great burglar trying to keep them organized. It was like, I don't see anything in this drawer that I want, but let's just set it down. I'm just, you know, I'm going to make too much work for this family. But I just, we're all so busy. 
yeah, I can't figure out how to get this rolly thing onto this rack here <laughs> to put it back in. It's just not level anymore. That is the worst when you pull I a drawer up. I so much. <laughs> but yeah, let's all just take a moment and think about how ridiculous it is. Yeah. So pull the kitchen drawers out and put them on the floor. On the floor, not like dump it. And also kitchen drawers, you're going to find right. like Why are you looking for the kitchen? And, like fake nail glue from I know. my kids. And like, like take a couple spatulas. Batteries. Yeah. Like what? <sighs> so what, yeah, that was my next thing. What would a burglar even be looking yeah. for in the kitchen? <laughs> yeah. So I really love that you had the exact same. <laughs> I mean, of course you did. Of course, but what? I don't know. Pampered chef. Pampered chef items. <laughs> Those are so <laughs> great. So many items in the home, including the kitchen table, the family room, and at least two large jars of change were left undisturbed. <laughs> A bifold door was off its hinges near where what? police found Denise's body. And her glasses were a few feet away. Her coat was half on, and a bullet was found tangled in her hair, as were keys. Oh. Her purse was found in a desk. Her keys were tangled in her hair? Yes. I don't understand that either. Maybe just how she fell. Yeah. You know? Maybe she had them in her hands and dropped them and then fell. Yeah. Denise's purse was in a desk in her bedroom and had a $50 bill and a $20 bill inside. So nobody took that either. Yeah. Near a closet was a black sweatshirt that prosecutors believe had gunshot residue on it, as well as an ammunition box. Nathan told police that he owned three guns, including a 40 caliber Glock, which was missing. And listen, Hmm. this is shocking. So take a moment. (laughs) Just absorb this. Pull over if you're listening while you're driving. Okay, are you ready? His Glock was missing. And the shocking part is it was later determined that that's the exact type of gun denise was shot with that's what they're there to steal what oh my god the burglars only wanted his glock she was shot with that type of gun and that happens to be the one he no longer had and so they shot her in the head as they're running away what a confusing mystery this is oh i never i can't understand it (sighs) (laughs) also there was a muddy shoe print by the back door where glass was broken out just above the knob so, something else they found in the couple's bedroom was a handwritten note tucked inside a day planner. Hmm. An FBI handwriting expert testified that the note was written by Denise. It took up almost both sides of a sheet of regular size notebook paper, and okay. it blasted Nathan for running around with a 20-year-old Ooh. and humiliating Denise. It says that Nathan thought Denise was a bad mother to their three children what? and didn't love her after 17 years of marriage. So Denise said that. Denise is like, yeah. you think I'm a bad mom and you don't love me. Yeah. I really don't think there's anything I have done or not done to deserve this, she says I ha- in the note. I have never been good enough or done enough for you. I know you want me dead. I am not stupid, but I am not that brave. And I assume she means I am not that brave, like brave enough to leave you. Yeah. Um. I quit. I will not please you anymore. No more of that game. If I haven't pleased you in 17 years, then nothing I do is going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the story behind that. Oh, man. Okay. Here's what she was talking about. So Lou told, I haven't told you all this, but he was a minister. What? While doing missionary work in Lithuania. He was getting missionary work done. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the best joke you've ever made. I'm so sad I never saw it coming. <laughs> How did you know? How did I not? I'm so disappointed in myself. Oh, God. God I really started. I'm going to work on my dirty thinking. <laughs> Dang it. So he was doing missionary while doing missionary work. 
<laughs> and while he was there in Lithuania, he met a 20-year-old Lithuanian woman named, oh man, I meant to look this up and I forgot. It's Aina. Anya? Uh, no, there's it's no AI. It's A-I-N-A. Oh. Aina. Aina? Dabili. Oh my God, you guys. I should have looked it up. Hang on. Okay. So the internet doesn't, I just looked it up. It doesn't seem to know how to say it either. Aina. It's Aina. Dabalate. Dabalate. D-O-B-I-L-A-I-T-E. Dabalate. I'm going to call her Aina from here on out. Yeah. So he went to Lithuania. He met a 20-year-old Lithuanian woman named Aina Dabalate, who was heavily involved in the church. When he and his family returned to the United States, they sponsored Ina as an exchange student oh. interested in ministry work and music. Wait, how how long can exchange students be? Well, I guess in college? I don't understand oh. that either. The two of them began to have an affair. And it, also, I saw somewhere that she was 21. So it could be that she was maybe 20 when they met, 21 when they... Yeah. Affair, I don't know. But she was either 20 or 21. Either way, he was 39. I don't know what he had to talk about with a 20 or 21 year old. Yeah. Uh, probably talking was not the point of that. It was particular missionary rela- style. <laughs> they had a lot of missionary <laughs> studies to do. Yeah. A lot of exploratory missions. Missionaries. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. That was the point. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> the minister looks pretty guilty. Right. But the evidence against him is all circumstantial. Oh. I mean, sure. Yeah. It looks like yeah. the typical story of a minister meeting a foreign woman half his age uh, while doing missionary work. And then he sponsors her as his exchange student to come back to the United States with yeah. him and go to college so he can have an affair with her and then murders his wife. Right. But, like, how do we know? Yeah. How like, do we know? Maybe he's the victim, Kara. Mm. Uh, no one else was in his house. The day, no, that day, except for Denise, the room where it happened. No one was there except for Denise and whoever killed her. Oh. So the burglar was like super lucky to have chosen the right time to come by. Yeah. They just, maybe they knew they couldn't spend that much time in the kitchen. So they had to go. <laughs> her parents and the rest of the family were all gone. The gun was missing. Missing. Gosh. Yeah. It was gone before he knew it. And never recovered. How was he supposed to know that his wife would be shot by the yeah. same exact type of gun that he lost? Yeah. God. No one ever confessed to murdering Denise. Huh. So that's, I mean, okay. Also, a neighbor testified. God will judge you. <laughs> a neighbor testified that she saw a scruffy Nathan Luthold wearing a black hooded sweatshirt. Remember they found that black oh, sweatshirt? Yeah, with the gun residue. Um, Walking toward his home at about 12.20 p.m. the day of the crime and away from Robinson Park, which is where Denise's car was found. So I assume the burglar, who was really neat in the kitchen, decided to to still... (laughs) (laughs) Neat in the kitchen, sloppy in the forest. Next merch. He decided to steal her car rather than the electronics. And they left her car in a park uh-huh. that was in within walking distance of the house oh. because he's like the worst burglar ever. ever yeah so the neighbor got a good look at the guy i think this is kind of entertaining to me um because when she saw him she told her husband to slow down so she could get a good look at him oh <laughs> the couple God. was like she didn't know nathan she just wanted a good look at this 
scruffy dude walking through their neighborhood because she thought they might burglarize their home. (laughs) I just think that's funny, too. Honey, slow down. He's clearly here to burglarize. We got to watch what's happening. Slow down. That's definitely a potential burglar in our neighborhood. (laughs) I feel like that's definitely the kind of thing that would happen in my neighborhood. It it is. Like little, yeah. They're sending out like a thing on the neighborhood neighborhood app. Door to door or whatever Mm -hmm. that is. Okay. So later, after police swarmed the area, she called police and eventually picked Nathan out of a photo lineup as the man she saw that oh, day. Oh, she did? Mm-hmm. Hmm. But maybe Nathan has, like, a doppelganger, Kara. <gasps> maybe this is. is a magic or mystery episode. Maybe it is. Maybe we should just consider it. Maybe. Okay. We're putting it all out on the table here. And then... <laughs> and then... <laughs> there are the internet searches police discovered on Nathan's computer. Oh, this is fun. They recovered over 1,500 deleted searches, and about 30 of them dealt with either trading Iraqi currency or killing someone. I don't know. I don't. That was just a random mention in one of the articles. Like, what? What? What does the Iraqi currency have to do with it? Okay. Or is he hiring a hitman? Well, listen. And from Iraq? This is great. I mean, this isn't great. This is ridiculous. But yeah, the search terms are blunt and to the point. Oh. How to muffle a gunshot. Oh. How to silence a Glock 40. Huh. Yeah. But you're missing it. How would, why would you question that? <laughs> what is the best way to kill someone? Hmm. The minister allegedly looked for ways to kill a person by electrocution. Huh? Lethal injection. What? And methods of suicide. What? He searched the best way, the best way to die by suicide. Like, what a I'm weird. Sorry, what? <sighs> He also looked up what would happen if a non-diabetic were given an insulin shot. And still another asked about the date rape drug, GHB. What's a, what's a minister know about date raping? I just... So, but in his defense, Kara, he just... The computer wasn't password protected. So the burglar had searched all <laughs> 1,500 It's really neat thoughtful burglar Stole who doesn't want to leave the car too far from home that'd be yeah that'd be a problem they gotta find and it. they don't want to mess up the kitchen too much right but they are very interested and in all these weird wore ways to his kill a sweatshirt person. while murdering his wife gosh yeah <sighs> yeah i hope they find that guy i do too i really hope so but listen his attorney would later point out as if this is some sort of explanation <laughs> He says the computer also contains search history related to church issues, finding an apartment, and travel. Finding an apartment. I don't... (laughs) Like, I have no idea why that matters at all, but okay, defense attorney, you're as bad at this as Nathan Luthold is at staging a burglary and having a murder. Yeah. Okay. It seems like his attorney even used (laughs) the stupidity angle as a defense because (laughs) when he was talking about those very obvious internet searches, he's like, why would he do that? If he's going to kill his wife... Like, why would he be so obvious as to do internet search? He, he deleted it and <laughs> thought it was Also because he's an idiot. Like, yeah. Okay. I guess the defense attorney didn't have a whole lot to work with Probably. there, honestly. Yeah, they so. got to defend him somehow. <laughs> <laughs> like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to defend you by talking about how, what an idiot you are. <sighs> yeah. So they did put Ina, the girlfriend, on the stand. Okay. Where she flat out denied that she and Nathan were romantically involved. Oh, she and Nathan both denied it. Nathan's attorney said there was nothing to prove they had a romantic relationship. And this is one of my favorite things I've ever read in a crime story. Oh, my gosh. Ready? During the trial, when she's like, we were not romantically involved. The judge spat out a loud 
really? <laughs> Which is just sort of unexpected for the yeah. judge. She says that. The judge is like, really? <laughs> oh, okay, Judge Judy. Emails, text messages, and recorded phone calls made while Nathan was in the county jail appear to show that there was a romantic relationship. Oh, really? They record those phone calls? In the 24 hours, yeah, in the 24 hours before the discovery of Denise's body, Nathan called or texted Ina far more than he contacted his wife. While the text messages with Denise were businesslike and transactional, the tone was more loose and relaxed with Ina. At times, he was flirtatious. Other times, the messages would invoke scripture and religion. Oh, Lord. In recorded calls from the jail... Oh, Lord. <laughs> he often referred to the will of God, oh. as did Ina. Oh. Both said whatever happened was in the hands of God. Oh, was it? Hmm. Seems like it was in the hands of whoever hold, was holding Held, it. Yeah. In the recorded phone calls from jail, the minister is heard telling his girlfriend what to say regarding their relationship and how much his wife loved her. It bothers me so much. Uh, yeah. Be sure to tell everyone how much my wife loved you. Huh. In the calls in May of 2013, he lays out to Ina how their relationship had developed over the years, where they had gone, what they did, and how she was accepted as family by his wife and children. Tell them I am your spiritual advisor, he says. No. Tell them I am clergy because no one here in America can speak Lithuanian with you. That would be important because then conversations like with attorneys are private. Oh, <laughs> I'm not gosh. sure that's... So, tell them, he said, that the reason we went to an area spa together was because I, not my wife, could translate for you. Tell everyone that Denise loved you and you were in our daily prayers. He also told her to say that Denise did not trust anyone with the children but you. Huh. It came out during the trial that Nathan's family had paid Ina's legal fees using Nathan's children's funds, which I guess that means like college fund money or something. Yeah. And they told her not to speak to police. Wow. Yeah. Like, I mean, I cannot imagine what it must be like to have your child accused of such a murder. Yeah. Of any murder. Right. But especially when he's a man of God. Right. Like. And especially when it's super obvious that they're guilty. Yeah. But I still don't think I would do that. Like, I still like right. to think that I would be like, you, I still love you. You literally But you made a huge mistake. Yeah, you're yeah. I will come see you in jail. Yeah. I, you know, you're my child. I'll yeah. always love you. You can't, you can't murder people. Goodbye. <sighs> Prosecutors called the murder a Valentine's Day present. What? From Nathan to Ina. Ida. What's her name? Ada. No, Ina. 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 Ada, Ina. Great. <laughs> they <laughs> alleged that the minister had shot his wife, staged the crime scene, and then went on about his day, ensuring he was on camera everywhere he went to create an alibi. Hmm. The Peoria County jury took only about 90 minutes to convict Nathan of first-degree murder in the death oh, of good. his wife. And he showed no emotion when they read the verdict. Of course he did. And he had shown little emotion during the entire six-day trial. on earth? So, uh, Nathan's, when it came to sentencing, Nathan's attorney argued that the minister had no prior criminal record and should just get the minimum sentence of 45 years because he was what, 39, 40 years old. Yeah. And they were like, any sentence you give, is going to be a life term for him because I like this in the state of Illinois, one must serve a hundred percent of any prison term for murder. Oh, you don't get out early. I like that. Yeah. The 
Peoria County Circuit Judge offered a gut-wrenching speech before rendering his sentence. He said, I have to give you credit. You have led a law-abiding life, and for many years you did good things, but you have poisoned it all. He went on to tell Luthold it was shameful for him to have killed his wife in her parents' home in a place where she and her children felt was a happy place. Uh. This crime should not be a reflection of the church or the missionary work. (laughs) The missionary. The missionary work he put in. Or the organized religion. It should be a reflection of you, he said. You will end your life in a cold and gray and isolated Illinois penitentiary where you will be more of a number than a name. Like, suck it. You will be leaving this county to become more of a nobody and less of a somebody. And then he handed down an 80-year sentence. (gasps) Yeah. Oh, Nathan Luthold is never getting out of jail. You're welcome. Judge. I know. That was a powerful speech from that judge. I love that judge. Yeah. Shoot. All right. I'm going to tell the history of Valentine's Day. Okay. Ad break. Yeah. And then history of Valentine's Day. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all over mm-hmm. again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo. Uh-huh. T-Y. M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top of the line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh we gosh. got a so straightener and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge MCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay. So I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly wavy hair so it was a huge game changer for me it dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny which i noticed immediately mm-hmm. i didn't even need to straighten it afterwards and usually i do because usually i have all those wild like curls left over yeah. the wind power on this thing is intense it's wild like i turned it up i was like let's play with these buttons okay so it has three magnetic styling attachments they're all amazing you know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like oh my gosh this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's gonna be so tangled not with this one nice and it's magnetic so it's great so right now you guys our listeners can get 30 percent off their first order at timobeauty.com t-y-m-o beauty.com Using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to TYMOBeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. Summer is the season of hot temperatures, outdoor adventures, and refreshing water activities. Summer is also the season of rough on your feet causing dry, cracked heels and toes. Introducing Babyfoot, the original exfoliation foot peel that contains 16 natural extracts formulated to remove dead skin cells in three easy steps. Apply the booties, relax for an hour, then wash your feet. In 14 days, you've got baby smooth skin and your feet have never been softer. Letting dead skin cells build up over time is hazardous to your foot health. 
Our professional-grade DIY products, like our original exfoliation foot peel, our men's foot peel, or our moisturizing mask, are some of the best foot care products on the market, created with your foot health in mind. Pamper yourself with a spa day from the comfort and convenience of your own home with Babyfoot. If you want a chemical-free, easy-to-use exfoliating process from the company that created the original foot peel, it's time to treat yourself to Babyfoot. Go to babyfoot.com and use the code SUMMERFEET24 and get 20% off your first order with Babyfoot. That's babyfoot.com and use the code SUMMERFEET24. I have received a phone call that says, move it along and get home quick. Because <laughs> I guess the, because it's icing the ice storm is a happening. So I know we have a whole lot of people who live in Kentucky who listen. Yeah, which is exciting. If you're not in Kentucky and you're not aware of ice storms... Oh, we get them. They're and terrible. It's bad. They're terrible. I mean, we only get them like what? I mean, I think the last bad one was oh three, oh nine, I think. Oh, but oh yeah. So I ten years, pregnant. every ten years ish. Yep. But man, they suck. They weigh down everything. You lose power because it weighs down everything. But it's cold enough to keep your refrigerated items outside. <laughs> yes. And there's nothing you can do for ice. You just wait. Yep. And hope it goes away quickly. So, yeah. all right. So now here we. Go. The history of Valentine's Day. It's so dark and spooky. Yes. That's good. Because I hate... I don't, have we discussed this? I hate Valentine's Day. Oh, I don't like it at all. I, I hate to be like that. Yeah. I don't... If you love Valentine's Day, that's great for you. Good for love you. Love that for yeah. you. Yeah. But we're not here I for it. I hate Valentine's Yeah. <laughs> I always tell people, don't give me stuff. No. Like, I'll I give my kids, like, a little something, but... No. I'll, I'll get my own... But... I'm, I'm like that anyway. Like, I'll just buy my own thing that yeah. I want. You don't have to Same. care for me. I'm I like buying gifts for other people, I'm but the I don't way. care about receiving gifts. For you know what I mean? I think well, it's sweet. I think we're both like that because we'll just show up randomly and be like, look what I got you. Oh, my God. I've got something for you that I cannot wait to give you. <sighs> it, it's, it keeps being delayed, but it's the, I got us both one. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. Yeah. That's a thing I do when yeah. I'm excited to tell somebody. Yeah. Uh, oh, I that's how I, I can't buy gifts early because no, I know Kelsey and secrets. I are the worst. Yeah. She'll text me three weeks in advance and be like, look what I got you. Like, Thanks. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Okay. Back to the Valentine's Back Day. to Valentine's Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Love is like super intimate and like one of the best experiences, but Valentine's Day is also like smothered in old rituals oh <laughs> yes like wiccan uh-huh and like rome and like it dates back to forever ago <laughs> <laughs> dates back a long time for forever so the catholic church acknowledges that at least three different saints named valentine or valentinas um and they were all martyred the valentine that is honored on valentine's day was killed for trying to keep love going At least that's what one of the legends says. So he was serving as a priest during the third century in Rome. The emperor at the time, Claudius II, decided that single men made better soldiers than men with families. So he decided, you know what? Y'all can't marry. You need to be soldiers for me. Oh, wow. Yes. Because you have less to live for, maybe? Uh You're, you're You're more likely to risk your life? Yes. So Valentine went behind his back and married these couples oh so they wouldn't have to fight mhm claudius found this out and ordered him to be executed 
The day he was executed is believed to be February 14th, and that's the reason Valentine's Day is on that day. Wow. So he was literally murdered uh-huh. for promoting marriage, love. Couples, couples to be in love and be together. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so he was eventually martyred and by the Catholic Church, and he was made a saint. So St. Valentine's Day. Okay. Yeah. Other stories suggest that he was potentially killed for um, trying to help the Christians escape Roman prisons, where they were just tortured Mm -hmm. endlessly. According to a legend, uh, imprisoned Valentine sent his first Valentine letter while he was in prison to a young girl that he had fallen in love with. It was maybe his jailer's daughter uh, who would visit him during his imprisonment. So, uh, it says that he wrote a letter signed from your Valentine. Oh. Which is an expression we all use still. Yeah. Well, we, I'm. Interesting. Right. Those of us who don't. Yeah, I don't write them, but I think I've ever said it. Yeah. It's a thing. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Yes. So, everybody, like, all the stories kind of agree that he was just a sympathetic person who wanted to encourage love and all of the fun things about it. That is so sad. Of course, also, were people, this is my cynical side, were they getting married so they wouldn't have to Exactly. Go yeah. Like, it, do you really love this woman or did you just find her and you're like, hey, we got to get married. Yeah. I don't want to go to war. <clears throat> you're stuck with me. So all through history, exchanging of Valentines can be traced back to this event. So another dark tale of the first Valentine has been physically recorded. It's a Valentine that was a poem written by the Duke of Orleans, Charles, to his wife. At the time he was, be- he was, uh, he sent the poem. He was imprisoned at the Tower of London after he had been captured at the Battle of Agincourt. Oh my God. Are you kidding? Uh-uh. <laughs> Did you just bring up the Battle of Agincourt? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. A friend of mine (laughs) constantly brings up the Battle of Agincourt as like, if you can't sleep. Here, I'll help you sleep. Here's the... Here's a great story I have for you. My gosh. That is so funny. It Uh, killed lots of French. That's so funny. Okay, go ahead. To the English and thousands were killed and captured. So that was his, like, Valentine letter to his wife. In 1969, the Catholic Church revisited its calendar, removing nearly 100 celebrations of saints whose historical origins were questionable. St. Valentine was one such saint. Getting into a little deeper Mm -hmm. Valentine's Day. Uh, Some believe it was celebrated in the middle of February to commemorate the anniversary of Valentine's death which probably occurred in A.D. 270. Others claim that the Christian church may have decided to place St. Valentine's Feast in the middle of February to Christianize the celebration Lupercalia. Oh. Yeah. Celebrated at the Ides of February or February 15th. And Lupercalia. It is a fertility festival dedicated to the Faunus, the Roman god of agriculture, as well as the Roman founders Romulus and Remus. The two that were raised by the she-wolf. Nice. Yeah. So it was a pagan holiday. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So listen to how this festival happened. Okay. It's so so entertaining. Okay, so the festival (laughs) was people would gather at the sacred cave where Romulus and Remus were were infants. They were raised by the Uh (laughs) she-wolf. They would sacrifice a goat for fertility. 
a dog for purification, and then they would take the goat's hide and cut it into strips, dip it in the blood, take it out into the streets, and then slap women and the crops with the goat hide to encourage fertility. Slap them? So these women, listen, listen, the women weren't terrified. They'd run to these men to be slapped with the hide of a goat. (laughs) So can you imagine people running around with like strips of like leather with fur just smacking on all these oh my god and it's like that's fertility yes (laughs) so then (laughs) just line up so then to continue that these women loved it they would place their names in an urn and the city's bachelors would draw a name and they would like mingle around with that woman and if they like hit it off like they do the deed all day and then they, if they hit it off, they'd be with them for the rest of the year. <laughs> okay, wait. So it's like a raffle? Yes. And you draw their name out and uh-huh. you're paired with them for the day. Yeah. And are you supposed to have sex with them all day? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a fertility festival. Get it on. <laughs> After being slapped around so... with a goat skin. <laughs> So they didn't have to hit it off to have sex. It's just, we're going to have sex, yeah. and if that goes well, then we have a year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, for some reason, Christianity decided to outlaw the Liberty Festival. They why? did it unchristian-like. I can't imagine why. <laughs> that doesn't seem... Are you sure? <laughs> Maybe they just didn't understand what was going on. Yeah, they just didn't... <laughs> They Slapped didn't like it with a bloody goat hide. Uh huh. Yeah. And then your name is put in a thing, and you and an urn sex all day. Yeah. Rome was crazy. Yeah. Did it work? I guess if you have sex all yeah, day, the odds these, are you're going. It to says produce. these matches would often end in marriage. <laughs> Happy <laughs> Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. So <laughs> the Pope decided to declare it. February 14th, St. Valentine's Day. Forget about Lupercalia Festival. Never happened. (laughs) It's definitely not what we're celebrating. Not what we're celebrating. Don't even think about it. We claim this as ours. Do not put your name in that urn. Get away from that goat. So then, during the Middle Ages, it's commonly believed that France and England, um, on February 14th, it was the beginning of birds mating season, which added to the idea that middle of Valentine's Day should be a day for romance. So that's why people are like, oh, we have to do it later. So it's a whole lot of fertility fertility related stuff to this. Yeah. Interesting. So it's, it's has like lots of strange markings still in South Africa. Um, they still kind of give way to Lupercalia. People um, literalize the concept of wearing your heart on your sleeve. They pin the names of people they love on their shirt sleeves. Denmark and Norway, they write and exchange poems and love notes, which are sent anonymously. Uh, the only hint given to decode the sender of the poem is the number of letters in the name as signified by dots. Oh, I, I love that. I love all of that. Like I don't, I don't want to have to do that though. No, but because you know how great. many people are in that town, <laughs> and you have to like figure out. Okay, this could be okay. Jim Bob six letters, but it also could be Anthony, because there's only these dots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, in Slovenia, it's believed that birds propose to and marry one another on Valentine's Day. So Slovenians are sometimes told to walk barefoot through the fields to witness the event. Why barefoot? I don't know. Also, birds propose to and marry one another? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Are they, what? Do they mate for life? Who does that? But how do they propose? And who? They do their mating ritual them? dance. Like, who does the... When they mate, is that when they marry? I don't know. Um, the number of flowers in arrangements hold varied symbol symbolic meanings such as fondness, loyalty, and eternal marriage. So that's in Taiwan. They exchange bouquets of flowers. So whatever's oh. in them, that's what the meaning is. And you gotta nice. like, decode that. I would like that. That's cute. Yeah. In Japan, gender roles are reversed. On the holiday, women often make chocolates and give gifts uh, to their partners. The Welsh carve wooden love spoons into <gasps> intricate symbols that symbolize the keys to one one's heart. It, that goes all the way back to the 17th century. So I like all these that are like, these gifts mean something. I think yes. part of why I hate Valentine's Day is it's such a... I mean, I'm not trying to be a hipster who's like, it's so commercialized. But it is commercialized to the point that if you get me roses on Valentine's Day, I'm going to be annoyed. No, get yeah, me a Yeah, because you didn't plant. put any thought into that. No, get me a plant that You I were love. just like, Valentine's Day, I'm supposed to buy roses. That's right. so annoying. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't say that you thought about me and what I would like at all. Yeah. I never want roses. No. <laughs> Tulips. I dated a guy that um, managed a garden center, and he would always give me, like, lip living plants yeah that was great yeah those were my gifts all the it's time it's thoughtful yeah okay so who's cupid <laughs> like the little fat baby with a bow and arrow he so yeah so he's <laughs> portrayed as like the naked cherub launching arrows into all sorts of people but roman god cupid has his roots in greek mythology and the greek god of love eros uh, accounts of his birth vary some say he's the son of nynx and erebus Others, Aphrodite and Ares. Still others suggest that he's the son of Iris and Zephyrus, and even Aphrodite and Zeus. Mm. Who would have, aren't Zeus and who are the parents of Persephone? I can't remember, I but he'd know. be related. According to the Greek archaic poets, Eros was a handsome immortal played with the emotions of, who played with the emotions of gods and men. He used golden arrows to incite love. Um and so aversion it wasn't until like later that he began to portray like mischievous chubby little child on oh. like valentine's day cards so how did we go from like this gorgeous yeah, god like to this zeus yeah fat little baby in a diaper yeah fat little it's like danny devito in a diaper with wings is that part of the <laughs> christianity you took over Probably. too like yeah. you go from being like god to fat baby in a diaper yeah Fat old man in a diaper in the <laughs> Victorian area. And into the 20th century, people exchanged elaborate lace trim cards on Valentine's Day, expressing their undying love and devotion with all sorts of poems. And people who, you know, they just love each other so much. But mm -hmm. there's also Valentines that people who wanted to, like, piss off their enemy... <laughs> or like a guy that was like falling or guy or girl, whatever, who was like, I just love you, love you so much. And they're like, no, I don't, I don't share that same feeling. Ooh. They were called vinegar Valentines. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. So they would say, 
To my valentine, tis a lemon that I hand you and bid you now skidoo. Because I love another, there is no chance for you. That's what one card read. Another skidoo. Skidoo. (laughs) Another (laughs) depicts a woman dousing an unsuspecting man with a bucket of water. Here's a cool reception. It warns telling the old fellow that (laughs) he best stop away. (laughs) Wow. Like... Get out of here. Like, you can't just say, no, thanks. I'm not interested. I'm going to go through the trouble of making a Valentine to really drive home the fact that I don't want you. Yes. Yes. Brutal. Brutal. Well, it says here that, like, the article said that there were, like, gentle ones that were just kind of, like, funny, but then they got super aggressive and insulting. And, like, people, like, the male people would just be like, I I cannot deliver this. (laughs) Like they were just like, oh, it's dangerous! My gosh, I'm like, like no, this is part of it. so bad that we can't. Like this is so bad. By the mid 19th century, Britain and the United States had large scale Valentine production systems in place. Insulting Valentines expanded upon traditional Valentines. Can and we bring this back? I would like, love can to. Can we bring it? Back? Yes, vinegar Valentines. Vinegar Are cards. you kidding me? Yep. So they were cheaply made, um, printed on single paper, fold and seal with a bit of wax. Um, So they mass produced them. And like I said, the post office people would get them and be like, this is so (laughs) bad. Like it says, the result of some of the extreme reactions in regular letters, complaint in the press, the cards began to fall out of favor. Some blame the card manufacturers for crass profit seeking. Others blamed the taste of the newly literate public who could afford these cheap items. So people were just going crazy buying them up. That's amazing. Yes. So, I mean, everybody knows about normal Valentines. But. Okay. Here's a vinegar Valentine for you. Next year, if the podcast is still going. Yeah. We should definitely create some vinegar Valentines to send out. Yes. Oh, my God. So I tried to touch a little bit of, like, everything about Valentine's Day. I liked it. You did great. I didn't know any of that. <laughs> now I'm going to start I vaguely knew that it had dark So if you history. see me running down the street on Sunday with a goat skin. <laughs> Just a typical people. Sunday, you know? Slapping people. Oh, it's a Sunday this year. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Well, happy Valentine's Day, guys. Yep. Hope, I hope you get hit with an arrow from the gods and not... Not the fat. Chubby cherubs. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't, still can't get over the fact that they would line up and put their names in an urn. I'm telling like, you. Well, the Romans got down. They did all the time. Yeah. With everybody. Oh, yeah. Um. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Yep. Hope you have the best Valentine's Day ever. Yes. And now we have to start planning St. Patty's Day. Oh, my gosh. I'm right. sure there's good love for I'm sure. Ones. You guys have sent us so many great oh my story gosh, ideas. Yes. I mean, it's so fun um, as we get more and more listeners. And yeah, you, like, it's daily messages. now. Yeah. You can message us on Instagram. You can find us at Witches Magic Murder Mystery. And that's also where we post, uh, you know, anything interesting yeah. from the And, you know, it gives you pictures and stuff to look at from Any the episode. live updates or reels or whatever. Right. You can see us dance. It's, it's ridiculous. We're so entertaining. And then you can also email us at witchesmagicmurdermystery at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. There's no and. Yeah. I always add that and when I'm talking, but it's not an and. So, and also, thanks to everybody who's taken the time to leave a rating and a review. That's yes. really shut up lately. There was a brief period, like, last week where if you looked on the apple podcast listing oh my gosh. <laughs> we were on the like 
top. Like new true crime. Yes. I mean, I think it was less, it was there for less than 24 hours. But, but it, was it was very exciting. So exciting. And to know that we're in the top 200 of, what is it, Canada and Ireland? Ireland. Ireland really likes us. Yes. We love you all. <laughs> yeah. Big fan. Big fan. So much. Okay. So thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting everything. We yeah. love you guys. Yeah. We love you all so much. Thanks Even though for all I don't like ideas. Valentine's Day, I still very much love, love all of all. you. And yeah. we will not send you vinegar Valentine's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>